Do you ever get scared to meet somebody online? Oh, no, I mean... I think, though, at the start, it's very scary. Welcome back to The Wall Podcast. I always want to start off and thank you all for listening to the podcast because it means so much to me and I get excited to see um, the numbers continuing to grow throughout the weeks. We're now well into season two and for this episode I'm excited to chat about a new topic that I haven't really touched on just yet. It's dating in New York. Sabrina Marzaro is the author of the book Swiping for Prince Charming. It's a beautifully illustrated story that was inspired by dating in the 21st century but resulted in a book with a deeper message. Sabrina is not only an author, but she's also a marketing professor at New York's Fashion Institute of Technology and the owner of her own branding company, Graphite and Inc. Sabrina was born in the US, but spends her time between New York and Paris. This 28-year-old is living her dreams just as she imagined. Sabrina and I discussed how she came to writing a book about a man in her life, the most important things to keep in mind when entering the dating scene and what we've both learned trying to navigate the world of dating apps and New York men. Enjoy this one. And if you're interested in hearing more stories about dating in New York, let me know. yourself so I make sure I have everything right yeah. and um, uh, just tell me kind of your your LinkedIn style title. All right <laughs> um, so my name is Sabrina Marzaro I am a 29 year old author of Swiping for Prince Charming as well as a copywriter and a marketing professor at New York's Fashion Institute of Technology. And for people who don't know what is New York's Fashion Institute of Technology? So it is um, a very well-established fashion school. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a university, the FIT is how it's most commonly known. Yeah. And um, it's it's really a remarkable institution with really wonderful students, I have to say. Yeah. So I'm in the business school, but um, yes, I really love it. There. Amazing, and many, I know many people kind of dream of going there and, and it's something that, you know, is very sought after. So mm. um, I'm sure your, um, your role as a professor is also very, Sought after. I am very honored and touched to have this <laughs> and opportunity. Work very hard. <laughs> <laughs> that I will not deny. <laughs> so, in the midst of all this, yes. I know when we had this conversation, we met way back when in in um, twenty nineteen, mm. and you were talking about copywriting for beauty brands, and a lot of that is in your portfolio. How did this book, Swiping Right for Prince Charming, come about? Um, so I had already set myself an objective for the year to publish a book because okay. I just thought it would be a really beautiful endeavor. So you decided on a January of, what year was it, 2019? Uh, yes, for January 2019, I said this year I'd really like to publish a book. <laughs> okay. Just because I thought, why not? Um, okay. But I didn't, I, I thought I'd write a book of collected poems because I love to write poetry. Okay. And um, this particular story came about because I, I had been dating and experiencing the endless frustrations that many of us women do. Okay. And have you been in a long-term relationship prior to your period of dating? Yes. Okay. I, I had been with someone um, for six years uh, because I'd been living in Paris for... Altogether, I've lived in France for eight years. Yeah. Um, so I'd been living with this person. We moved to Nice. So I had a very... 
very uh, beautiful, fulfilling relationship that uh, at the end ran its course. Yeah. And so when we outgrew it, I took on dating. Launched into the world of dating. Mm. Okay. Yes. So this is where this kind of comes Start started. <laughs> yes, this is where the story truly begins to unfold. Okay. Um, and so the book itself, I, I did not foresee it coming because um, I journal for yeah. personal use. And um, it was when I was supposed to see someone that I still felt really strongly for. And I'd been really anxiously awaiting this moment. Yeah. For days, weeks even. And when the day arrived, I woke up with this horrible fever meaning that I had to cancel our, our encounter. And I was so upset. And I was sitting there with my fever, journaling, and just writing everything out. And before I knew it, just the words started to flow in this very poetic manner. And I just kept writing and writing. And when I got to the end, I realized, my god, I, I have something. Yeah. And it was literally the entire story. OK. And I just instantly wanted to transform this into an illustrated tale, which is what it is so. okay so when you're scrambling and you're writing it this is what's coming out is the whole story of this this man will say um you know this this kind of love story is kind of coming out and it's gotten to a point where you were supposed to have this encounter but you mm. were fell you fell sick yes and then you know you're probably saying why me why did this happen <laughs> you know not just for him but it was really because the book is not just about one person but yeah. it's, it follows this woman on her search for love through dating apps in paris and so it really it touches on all the different types of men uh, that she encounters and and the sort of problems that arise uh, with each of them and the overall sort of um, the misadventures that arrive uh, in the process. Within, okay. <laughs> and did you, so you found a story then with, you know, these, these I will say it's a journal, um, mm. it's a journal entry and you found a story. Did you care to be known for, you know, writing a book about this love story? Did you worry <laughs> about that? Um, I will say that my first thought as soon as it came out was this story i truly believe that if i share it it can resonate with other women right um and that it can comfort them and reassure them in this very light fun frivolous tone a little bit sex in the city it's you know so it's something that's meant to make you smile that being said when i finally received the final product in hand before it went out to the public yeah I was terrified. Yeah. <laughs> because this is such an, a personal subject. And right. it's, I've, I'm a very private person. Yeah. And so, um, but I told myself that if you want to connect with others, you need to accept letting your guard down and being yeah, vulnerable. Being vulnerable, yeah. And so I said, you know, this is what I, in my core, my heart, I really believe that I'm meant to do. Yeah. And if it can resonate with even one other person out there, then I will have brought something good to this world. Yeah. And so that allowed me to overcome my fear of, uh, of publishing this. Yeah, because it is a truly, it's a delicate story, I will mm. say. So when you were writing this and, and the, um, you know, I know that some parts are, are extremely accurate in terms <laughs> of what happened. And um, people who are listening don't know, but it's a beautifully illustrated book. It's like almost like a children's book, but something that you know intrigues you from the beginning because it is just so beautifully presented. Um, in the meantime, this this man, this this love of your in your life, this 
you know, relationship, it's kind of, you know, you're trying to figure this out as well. So mm. how did you feel, you know, were you able to navigate that feeling of, okay, I'm writing a book about this relationship that, you know, hasn't really gone my way. And, mm. you know, the, all these, these crazy feelings that you're trying to work out and you're dating somebody and, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're also, like, it, I have to say it is kind yeah. of, you know, it's a very unique situation to yeah. be in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I like, I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I, you're completely, completely right. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I, so the, I, I did not tell the person I was dating about this book. I okay. simply said, I am writing a book about, po- a book of poetry because it's presented in as a, a long, fun, light poem. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I said, it's a book of poetry all because I just did not feel ready <laughs> to say, I'm writing a book about dating and letting him wonder, am I in it? So, <laughs> so when it was ready, I, you know, of course, I, I sought to respect everyone's privacy and, and it's, uh, and I didn't, you know, say anything that was, that would jeopardize anyone. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was done in a very elegant manner. And Thank you. You pulled it off. You pulled it off very, very well. I had to, I had to dive into that and it, I was very curious. So, so many people, cause you're 29, I'm 28. We have, you know, similar, we're both living here in New York city, literally two blocks away from each other, which yes. is insane. Um, you know, you're over in you know, over and back from Paris, spending some time in New York, spending some time in Paris. Mm. Most women our age and in this era, and I would think we're in the category of millennials that we, and I put in quotes, don't have time for dating. Mm. Um, we're very career focused, not yeah. just us, but so many women around us. And that's such a theme in our generation is, yeah. is to be career focused. A lot of women don't really have time for dating. A lot of men, have you know crazy big jobs that especially in New York City that dating isn't and dating and settling down in New York City is just not really it's very very uncommon Mm. how do you think you know what what are we missing out on because before we started recording we were talking about self-love and finding Mm. and learning things out about ourselves do you really feel like we truly kind of learn more about ourselves through relationships be them Mm. two months or two years you know or five months five years I absolutely believe so yeah um and I think that whether it's I mean whether it's a romantic encounter or not I feel that anytime that you meet someone they can teach you something Mm -hmm. and especially when you are getting into a in this romantic context, it can reveal certain facets about yourself that perhaps you'd never recognized before. And so I just think that that we grow the most through experience and through connections. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that everyone comes into your life for a reason, whether that lasts for, as you said, a few months or for several years. Um, I believe that it helps shape you and that you learn something about yourself uh, and what you want in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you find your experience with that? What have, is there anything that you've learned specifically from, you know, dating people? Um, I am naturally more introverted. Mm-hmm. And so I was 
quite scared about this idea of you know you downloading an app date and and going and meeting total strangers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I mean literally I don't know how at the beginning how many hours I spent getting ready for a first date. At yeah. this point it would be like you know I'll just yeah. throw on something and let's go. Yeah. But um and so I just I think that. I grew a tremendous amount also because it forces you to become comfortable meeting strangers mm -hmm. all the time. And so thanks to that approach, because it, it really is just to put you in touch with different people that you might have an interesting conversation with, you might have a con uh, connection or not. Hmm. But now I'm more comfortable even approaching random people even as friends to, to strike up a conversation and, and to see where that leads, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it kind of gives you that confidence to mm -hmm. get used to meeting people that your your that are, are strangers basically yes, yeah. yeah and that's one thing because um for me I've definitely been able to kind of overcome that it probably wasn't that hard for me because I am extroverted uh -huh. but I understand for introverted people to meet to meet new people it is very very daunting mm -hmm. but it with dating it's it gives you that chance to kind of you know hit you know experience that and, and really really practice it until it doesn't feel as scary as it did from right. the beginning especially when it could, because like when it, even approaching someone in the street in itself just to, to begin a conversation can be daunting as you yeah. said but especially if you want to ask that person on a date yeah i mean the the, the risks are much <laughs> higher of being rejected in person Absolutely. like that so at least you have the security of them knowing through the apps them knowing that they already like you they like exactly they like That's, your photos yeah. <laughs> they're acceptable that you're like five foot two yes <laughs> so in a way it does just sort of reassure you give you the extra little padding underneath to, to say <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm down yeah that's very true so i guess in I, I i say the olden days but like when our parents generation they did have to ask people right. out and even now i mean we can but it's true <laughs> the thing is that like back then and even just maybe 10 15 years ago mm -hmm. your options were whomever was in your friends group right met at work yeah. or that lived or worked nearby yeah now we have thousands and thousands of options at yeah. our fingertips from all walks of life yes all different ethnicities everything yes yeah and that can be overwhelming yeah yeah so how have you navigated that because you know talking in general living in paris you're dating in paris then you have the opportunity to date while you're here in new york so for anyone who doesn't know um sabrina spent some time in paris she just said she's eight years in paris mm -hmm all around France and then has spent a lot of time in New York, but you're from the US yes, originally. I grew up in the States and I did uh, my last year of high school as well as part of my university in in France. Yeah. And the moment I had my diploma, I had a one-way ticket three days later to Paris and I was <laughs> like, we'll figure it out when we get there. Oh my God. <laughs> so how, how do you compare, mm. I mean, Paris is the rom most romantic city in the world yeah. and it's truly, beautiful city yeah. how how do you feel about dating in Paris in comparison to New York is so, it apples to oranges it is completely? very different for me <laughs> um to begin I just find that well we have to keep in mind that I think in, in New York it's really this melting pot of cultures and mm -hmm. so it's true that it's much more diverse in the types of people you're going to meet mm -hmm. whereas when you're dating in France it, in Paris excuse me it's much more probable that you will be dating a French person yeah okay overall. got it so okay. Like, even that to me is crazy. Like, yeah. when I'm, if I'm dating, I'm like, you know, they could be from anywhere. Yes. Could be from anywhere. <laughs> yes. And so, so like, it's, it's interesting because the French mindset and approach to dating, uh, there are a lot of 
differences. <laughs> okay. Okay. And um, I feel like I've adopted some of the things from both, but French men in general, I believe, are more in touch with their emotions, as strange okay. as that might sound, because I just, I, th- I think it's part of the education, the upbringing. Um, they, they are taught early on subjects about, or in, including philosophy and art and whatnot. And so it's, they're more romantic in the way they court a woman. Right. Uh, even if they're not inherently romantic, they might say. Yeah. For instance, <laughs> something as simple as when they sign off goodnight on a text message. Um, one of the phrases that you might hear them say is, uh, un doux bisou dans le cou, which is uh, a gentle kiss on your neck. Okay. If you heard an American guy say that, you would say, <laughs> what is wrong with him? <laughs> like, I would. <laughs> Something is off. But there is just, it's just a, a tender, natural mm-hmm. sort of, I mean, yes, it's, it's endearing. But, but they can pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an example of how, of how they differ in, yeah. in their approach. And so you hear those sorts of phrases all the time. They yeah. just have to. But, um, and also, it's, there are different sort of guidelines okay. when you're dating. And I found out the hard way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Such as the fact that here in the States, it's generally, you know, you date multiple people at once and until you figure out who you yeah and then you, <laughs> who have, you don't want to date anymore. exactly and then you have the talk you know okay it's like what are we <laughs> right okay. you know and back in the day you'd make that facebook official now that doesn't really happen anymore okay. <laughs> now you delete your apps for the other person yeah officially <laughs> deleted the apps um but in france you don't do that and i mm. burned myself more than once trying oh, really? to have the talk yeah um for instance, one person at one point, I said, you know, well, I just was kind of wondering if you wanted to continue to see other people or if you wanted us to uh, be in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he went, well, uh, this, is, uh, this is very American, no? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, gosh, I um, I never mind pretend I didn't say anything. And he says, no, 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 but um, but these are two very different things, no? And I was like, well, what do you mean? He says, well, I'm not seeing anyone else, but it's a little soon to be boyfriend-girlfriend, no? Ha. <laughs> huh. So yeah. it's basically dating, but if you're dating somebody you don't see. So I, I, I would be like, okay, what is the terms of boyfriend and girlfriend then? Because if we're not seeing other people, but we're not boyfriend and girlfriend. Exactly. It's like you there know? are these nuances. They don't want to put a label on it. Really? But, okay. Yeah. But now the problem is that because apps are being more and more prevalent there, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to know. How, how do you know? Mm-hmm. If they're still on the apps and you can see that, like, are they still seeing other people or dating the American way or are they doing it the classic French way? Yeah. It's yeah. becoming a bit of both. And yeah. so it depends on the person. Yeah. And so do you feel like as though American men don't court as well? I mean, personally. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what you're looking for. Okay. Because... <laughs> I mean, I can chime in on this because I've been here in three years. No, I mean, look, <laughs> I, when I left Ireland, I was too young to be, and I quote, quote unquote, dating. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in Ireland, it's very much who your friends, you know, who you might meet if you're out. It's, there's, there was no dating apps. I didn't, I wasn't on dating mm-hmm. apps. Like there was, Tinder was probably a thing at the time. 
but I, di- I didn't use Tinder and um, I was still young that I didn't really like I wasn't really dating actually right. I did use Tinder now that I think of it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> suddenly memories flash yes. before your eyes <laughs> yeah so I suppose it was kind of like that but I think that the the pool of people was so much smaller that uh-huh. it was like you find one person and you kind of just date them uh-huh. you don't like because in New York there's so many people all yeah. the time that you have just so many options yeah, yeah. I mean so yeah my, my I suppose my point is that I was too young to understand if they were good at courting if mm. Irish men were good at courting or if they weren't but I'll go with the fact that our culture is so like we have the Irish goodbye we don't really show a lot of emotion mm. we're very kind of just let's go it's fine everything's cool yeah so it's not sexy and romantic like <laughs> Parisian men at all. Well, I mean, there are a lot of girlfriends of mine that would just be appalled at having all this over-romantic, you know, it's just mm-hmm. sometimes it might feel like too much. Mm-hmm. I have one friend, for instance, that, well, this was an extreme case, but this gentleman wrote her a handwritten letter that he sent her every day for a week since the day he met her, and I was... Okay. I think we were both a little scared there because that was okay. Okay, <laughs> too much, you know. It's like Noah from the Notebook, you know. It's like slow down, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, I think it's like finding that kind of in between. Yeah. Um, but I knew I, you know, I knew that I definitely wanted to ask you about the differences between Paris yeah. and New York because yeah. there's definitely, it's definitely you know, two two worlds apart. Dating in New York, though. You know, with the use of the apps, and there's not just one, there's multiple. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's a negative thing, or you know, do you, how do you feel about the apps? Uh, on the contrary, I think it's just another method to introduce us to new people. Yeah, you know, so I don't think um, I, I personally think that they are very useful, mm-hmm. um, and it's sort of like a first filter of, and allows you to already know before having to approach someone: Are they single? Yeah. Uh, do they seem like they have a good sense of humor? Um, yeah. And even for, for me, when I um, want to initiate a conversation on them, instead of saying like, oh, hey, how are you? Yeah. I like to immediately start off with a, a little joke or something point related to in one of the photos that they put to see if right from the start we share a, a sen- the same sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And if not, then I know it's just not going to work. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, that's yeah. Right. so I do think that there is a great use uh, for them. Yeah. Especially in New York where everyone is so busy and running from the office home to the gym, etc. Yeah, know? yeah. Do you think that we, men and women, use dating as something that we shouldn't? Do you think that we rely on it? Do you think that we look for partners for the wrong reasons? Do you think that people especially our generation like millennials don't have don't have an indication of what they really want because I I definitely find that especially I suppose in men I don't I don't date women but in men that they don't really have an understanding of themselves before Mm -hmm. they go into it yeah and it's very hard to find yourself in in a relationship yeah and learn learn about yourself I don't know I'm just this is kind of what I've experienced that it's very hard to find yourself in a relationship if you don't already know that's true I think that first it's essential that you you learn who you are but of course you know dating perhaps can help in the process but you're to go back to the first part of your question about do we date for the wrong reasons clearly that's on a case-by-case basis yeah situation but um it's 
it's difficult because some people do want to date just to feel like they're not alone. Yeah. Others are actually looking for that life partner. Uh, others are using it to fill a void of some sort, you mm-hmm. know? So it's it, it varies so much. But um, I do think that, as you said, when you're in a relationship, you can't expect that to be what unveils who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to learn exactly what you want in life and, and what makes you so unique. Um, but sometimes you lose that even more in a relationship if you end up in the wrong one. Mm-hmm. You know? So Yeah. And how do you feel how do you think that happens? Well, it's because you because I feel like you touch on this in the book and I feel yeah. like this is a lot to do with your story. Mm-hmm. It's you know we we kind of look for something that we can find in ourselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that at the core, it's learning to value yourself and to understand your worth. Mm-hmm. And especially when you go through so many different heartbreaks yeah. each time that you're grieving. And it's so natural to accidentally, or to immediately go to the, the, the notion of what did I do wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Even if you didn't, because clearly when you're two people entering a relationship, you're all coming, each coming with your own uh, past experiences and potential baggage. Mm -hmm. But if you can learn that you're okay without this person, you're okay with that, that you are at peace with, with yourself, that's the strongest thing that you can learn. Yeah. I really think that if you learn to love yourself and to say, you know, I know how much I have to offer. I know that when I find someone that values that, that's the person that I should yeah. spend my time with. Yeah. You know? And so it's, um, but how to find that is through experiences, through through a lot of introspection. I personally found that journaling for me, which I've been doing almost every day for the past mm-hmm. two years, has helped me not only find my voice, but also know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's um, one method of many. Yeah. To, yeah that's kind of one of the questions I was going to ask you is like your personal dating advice um haven't been so outspoken with the book about you know a a personal love story that's very close to you and close to your heart what I suppose in a few sentences would be your biggest lessons from from that story that I know that it's not easy and that we all go through these roller coasters of emotions but in the end everything will be okay you will be okay Mm -hmm. and you are strong and you are worthy and you are already enough yeah that is as cliche as it might sound Mm -hmm. that is really what this is all about and that is what i think is the message that we need to sometimes even remind ourselves because again it's it's a challenging process feeling disappointed or Uh, rejected or hurt yeah uh, you know numerous times yeah but that's it's all leading you to towards the right path yeah to becoming who you are meant to be in this life yeah absolutely so some of some people sent through questions on Instagram oh wonderful questions (laughs) and that we can chat about so Instagram is very glitchy for me. Uh, oh, what are some red flags that people tend to overlook when dating somebody new? Oh, you you said that about 
somebody not having the same sense of humor yeah. is so important. For me, that is one of the like the main things at the yeah. beginning. If you can really have this wonderful, fun conversation, a you need someone that can keep. That. Yeah, you yeah. need someone that can make you smile at any moment, and also that will support you. Yeah. Um, for me, and I think a lot of women that, especially in New York, you know, yeah. we're very career driven. Yeah. And we want someone that that can that is not only not intimidated by that, mm-hmm. but that is that wants to share in our growth and that inspires us. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've had situations where the guy that I wanted, I was seeing, was clearly not okay with having a woman outshine him. Yeah. And that's something to be careful of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. They don't uplift you. Or and another quote that I I read lately, which is I've read it before, but I've only taken it into consideration or kind of realized the the true meaning mm. is think about how you feel when you're with somebody. Entirely. So if you're dating somebody new and you're thinking, what are the red flags? Mm. Think about how you're feeling when you're with somebody because that answers a lot of questions, yeah. doesn't it? Yes, as it soon as you're does. with them, are you already, are, Does do you feel like you can be your natural whole self? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel like you need to put up a front or that you need to try so hard to, to impress them? Or does he already give uh, some sort of casual comments that in some way hurt your self-esteem mm-hmm. those are things that yeah or are you worried that he's going to hurt your self-esteem yeah or he or she because you know sometimes when you're getting to know somebody you kind of don't know the the volume and you have like there's some people who you meet straight away and you kind of say god they never say anything malicious but then yeah. there's other people that you're like you know you're kind of thinking this could go either way yes. you know and yeah. you want to be sure that no matter what that they're not going to knock you down and when you you know I think that's so important to develop that sense of self-awareness and that intuition Mm -hmm. because if you're able to listen to your gut especially Mm -hmm. at the beginning yeah if you sense something listen to it it's probably true yeah because especially then if you if you don't and you continue to see this person yeah it becomes harder and harder to then distance yourself later yeah so I agree yeah so true and what else do you ever get scared to meet somebody online Oh, no, I mean... I think, though, at the start, it's very scary. I mean, yes, if you've never yes. done it before. Um, and then that kind of fades away. Yeah. And then you, I, I, I say to the, my girls, like, I'm like, I don't know if I just don't care yeah. or if I'm comfortable. <laughs> to be honest, I've met crazier people in person than I have online. So, okay. <laughs> so that's why that... And that I'm no longer very scared about the concept of just meeting someone through through the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I think the only way that you're not going to be scared is if you keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. You have to just keep doing it. Just form a habit, and in the end, you become sort of like completely neutralized. Yeah, by it. yeah, that's true. And then you relax and be more yourself. And yes. You become more comfortable Entirely. with yourself in those like first meeting situations. Yeah. Oh, the courage to get back onto so two of them are actually similar. Yeah. How to give not to give up hope and the courage to give back, uh, to get back onto the dating scene. Mm. I feel like after a six year relationship and going into something, you probably know a lot about courage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that the first part though is to give yourself the time to grieve. Yeah. Because heartbreak is not easy, clearly, Mm -hmm. and it's okay to take however long that you feel is necessary to just let that simmer to to overcome that by through exercise through seeing friends all Mm. these things when the time feels right 
that's when you'll be ready to do it. Don't, you can't push yourself, you know? Otherwise, it won't feel natural. Yeah. You, you won't be happy with yourself. And you'll always be comparing everyone to that last person. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it's just a question of, you know, listen to, again, that question of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Listen to what you're truly feeling and honoring your truth, you mm-hmm. know? So. Yeah. It's amazing how much will change when you have that level of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And I am similar to you. Like, I've written in a lot of journals since when I was very young. I haven't done a lot of it when I moved to New York, but mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll write down small sentences or small paragraphs about one thing mm-hmm. and then I'll sit there and then something else will come out that maybe has something to do with something else or mm-hmm. a thought that I had yesterday but you know I've gotten 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 into different systems with my journal but it's so it's so like it's a, such a good way to self-discover yes. and to really understand you know because so personal and and you can write things and think well nobody has to read these or I don't have to show them to anybody yeah and it's funny because I remember when I started it was really just because I wanted to record what I was doing for one of my entrepreneurial ventures Mm -hmm. and I thought oh this is going to be interesting so I can learn how to manage people etc so and I can look back on how I did it yeah and so I was it was purely business and it felt strange I was like I feel like I'm 12 years old writing in a diary yeah (laughs) but soon enough I started just putting aside, forgetting everything about the business, yeah. and it just became this outpouring of my emotions. And it, again, not only allowed me to find my voice, but I felt like beca- I became so much more comfortable with expressing what yeah. I was feeling, and that trickled into my relationships as mm-hmm. well. So that was yeah. very powerful. So true. And actually, the last interview um, that I did on the podcast, she was also talking about journaling and writing, and she said, there's... It, it doesn't you have to write it on a page like there's something very specific about the energy of pen to paper yes yeah and something so therapeutic about it absolutely yeah I a lot of times I do type on my computer mm-hmm. just because it's it allows easier. me yeah. yeah it allows me to get everything out quicker yeah but when I know that emotionally I need to get to work through something, yeah, I need a pen and paper, yeah, and I need a certain type of paper, <laughs> no, really, and, and a pen that that with like a gel pen that writes really fluidly, Smooth. yeah, mm-hmm. and it's funny because sometimes some of those entries are the ones that I find almost end up defining um, some of the next periods of my life, mm-hmm. like this book, yeah. I do think it originally stemmed from a journal entry early December of 2018 when this sounds like so so very cliche but I said that I want to I want to build something create something that that is so beautiful that it can touch someone's soul mm-hmm. and for that I suppose that I have to let my own soul come through and accept being vulnerable mm-hmm. and that you know again as cheesy as that sounds it was that first realization of what I wanted to do and what it would require. Mm-hmm. And that sort of allowed me to start opening my mind and, and to these this, this idea of writing a book, for instance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. that is, I'm, I like got lost in what you were saying. <laughs> that was really nice. <laughs> really, you. really nice. Okay, so where can people find you? Uh-huh. And then where can people find the book? So um, you can find me on Instagram at sabrina.marzaro, S-A-B-R-I-N-A dot F-A-R-Z-A-R-O, or uh, at Swiping for Prince Charming on Instagram. Yeah. And so Swiping for Prince Charming is available online at Barnes & Noble, Target, Amazon, or if you're in the UK at Waterstones and W.H. Smith. 
Awesome. And it is a beautiful gift to give somebody. It, it really, truly is. Thank you. Um, and I know you have a great relationship with your illustrator because yeah. she played a huge part in the in the book. I adore her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do. I just think I think it's just beautiful. Thank Absolutely you. stunning. Um, well, congratulations. Thank, thank you, you so much. For having really talk so about fun. dating and all that fun stuff. Well, sometimes fun stuff. <laughs> you made it fun. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> 